Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. White Sox fans, it is Sox Populi Podcast number 143. We've already, we've already had one person quit the podcast, although he's trying to come back. We'll get to that. Uh, I'll see if he shows up. Somebody will let him in. He's knocking at the door, but we'll see if we let him in. Uh, and really, wh- why is he showing up? That's the theme of our podcast here. Uh, sad to say, we are in uh, April, and uh, we are already at somewhat of a crossroads with this team, with our mission. Uh, this is not a wise move uh, on my part to make this a podcast about why are you here, because as we discuss it, everyone here on this podcast might say, hey, you know what, Brett? Why am I here? And then suddenly we have no staff for podcasts or writing at Southside Sox. So this is risky, but you know, hey, we're White Sox fans. We know to live dangerously. Uh, it's mid-April and there's very little to get us galvanized to say, okay, the next five and a half months are going to be better. And so I guess we are going to kick off this podcast um pulling back the camera as we do sometimes. We did it late last year. I remember we had a discussion. Joe Reese is knocking on the door right now. It was part of that conversation, I recall. Uh, and I think it, it had a little bit to do with, it was a little more maybe La Russa tied, a little bit of Han and La Russa where it was. Uh, the White Sox are not behaving like the White Sox, at least of, of how many of our fandom began. Uh, a team that was a little more uh, traditionally proud, uh, and I say traditionally proud and younger fans will say, 
I don't know what you're talking about, Brett, because I half of my fandom is rebuild time. Uh, so I would not blame you for for laughing at the notion that, that the White Sox could be a proud proud franchise. Uh, those younger fans, uh, Dante may be one of them, uh, might say, um, you know, <laughs> might feel more like a. I mean, I dare say a Cubs fan. You know, the lovable loser of of Cubs days, which you know, by the way, they're. I don't know. They're still dance with that a little bit, although they have more wins than us. So I'll shut up with my criticism of the Cubs right now. Uh, you know, uh, that might be what you feel like as a White Sox fan, because it's more of an eye roll uh, fandom than it's been a team that's consistently 500, maybe in a playoff hunt, getting behind Ken Williams as the GM, fighting for playoffs every year, making moves, you know, good or bad, but at least going all out to, to try and get into it. Uh, I will, um, um, Tell a story to begin this, and that is a uh, year after we uh, returned to Southside Sox from our foray into Southside uh, Hit Pen, and then working with Sports Illustrated and, and being lucky enough to uh, have a beat presence per se, although not really presence, Zoom presence and uh, press row presence. Uh, four or five of our writers got to be there on press row watching games, not getting to go into the locker room, but still getting to be there. And we were there at every game, all 30 games, I guess, home games of that season. Uh, that uh, Immediately after that, uh, in 2021, White Sox came down to uh, play the Rays, which is the closest major league team to me. And I had already had a rapport with the Rays, had done some work uh, writing for the Rays. Uh, and, uh, they said, no problem. We can get you passed to this series. I figured it'd be great to see the White Sox, get a little rapport with the guys, uh, maybe get some, some stories, some material. And said, no problem, Brett. Absolutely. You can come now. Of course, just mere hours later, I got the call saying, well, here's the thing. The White Sox don't want you there. So we can't give you a pass if the team you want to go in to talk to doesn't want you there. Um, so that's how I'm going to kick off. What am I doing this for? Uh, let's kick that off. And um, I don't know, kicking around. Uh, no real order here. Uh, I would like to know from each one of you and Joe, if he joins, uh, we have Melissa Sage Bolenbach here with us. Of course, Crystal O'Keefe, because there's not a podcast she can pass up or a writing assignment she can pass up or a game she cannot watch. It's just the way it is. It's written into her contract. <laughs> don't tell her. But uh, And Dante Jones, who hustled uh, home to get to be part of this as well. And perhaps also Joe Reeses. Uh, anyone want to start off? Um, this can be philosophical or you can quote me some stats. Uh, really? Wh- why are we doing this? Wow. Look at us all jumping in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a sucker and I think um, a lot of us are suckers. Um, it's the emotional tie for me to this ridiculous team. Um on one of, well, actually like the worst day of my life, this team saved me. And I, and for those type of reasons, like I can't ever see myself walking away. Like my son, who some of you know, I've talked about post on social media, 17, he was born premature. He's two pounds, 15 ounces. He was in the NICU. He was super sick. And, um, we got a call and the hospital said, you need to come. You, you have to get here right now. He's really, really sick and he could maybe not make it. So it was like the middle of the night. We threw on our stuff. I It was 2006, February 2006, threw on my hoodie, my, my World Series White Sox hoodie. And we headed to the hospital and got there and it was bad. It was really bad. And um, we, my, my family finally talked me into taking a break. We need to get out of the NICU. We got to walk away. We got to take a minute. 
went down the elevator, opened up the elevator. Oh my God, we've got a Sox fan. I'm in a wheelchair because I had just given birth and it was the World Series trophy. And the group of people that were there, they dropped the trophy in my lap. They took pictures. Um, and my family looked at me and they said, it, it's got to be good from here, right? Like it, this would not have happened if something bad was going to happen. And they were absolutely right. He, the next day, turned a corner and the nurses put a bunch of White Sox stuff in his incubator. And now he's this huge 17-year-old who loves the White Sox. And so it's stuff like that is why we're here. Because we have this emotional connection to this team that despite the crappy stories of how they treat people like Brett, how you said, or the terrible uh, rebuilds that we get sold or the the players who half ass it, like we're, we're in, we're in. And no matter what they do to us, we're in. So that's, yeah, that's me. For me, it's emotional and I can't ever imagine myself putting that behind me and saying, enough is enough, which maybe that's not super healthy, but it is what it is. So. Yeah. Um, Dante, I'm going to ask you to hold because coming off of Melissa's answer, I want to bat it right over to Crystal because she may, may, I don't know, have an emotional tie to the game, but not necessarily, certainly a long time one to the White Sox. And I believe the first time Crystal and I ever spoke, we, you know, you might think our rapport is so good. We just hang out all the time. We've really yet to meet. But the first time we sat down on Sports Illustrated was discussing some of the stuff because some of the one of the intriguing things I knew about Crystal was she, of course, had had moved one side of the town to the other and she went the right direction, which is why we were talking. Otherwise, come on, no offense. Why would I be talking to Crystal? But I'm intrigued coming off of what Melissa just said. I want to sort of hear your story and how it may tie into why you're here. It could be something completely different, but I'm intrigued. Well, I was going to just say it's the friends we made along the way as a cop out, but uh, Brett did, you know, bring up a good point. I wrote this, um, it was initially just a blog post talking about the reasons why I left the fan base on the North side um, and became a White Sox fan. Um, There was a lot of peer pressure from my husband to start off with, who had been trying we've been together about eight years now and since we started dating it was you should really rename your dog to u.s cellular because his name was (laughs) that was the night we met he said that to me um very romantic (laughs) Um, but he had been trying to push that for so long and i finally reached a point where i just could not like with good intention cheer for that team anymore between, um, you know, the politics issue I have with them, the, you know, employing abusers like Addison Russell and Aralds Chapman, um, you know, they, they got a lot of money donated to domestic violence organizations anytime they were up for anything. Um, so, I mean, there was a lot of just, negativity around that fan base and I actually we went to a Cubs Sox game at Sox Park on our wedding night I was still in my wedding dress I didn't care we got phenomenal seats 
Yeah, you better have. <laughs> yeah, like we got, we spent basically all of our money on just getting up as close as possible. Um, the Cubs ended up winning that game, and I watched stupid Javi Baez like hoisting the trophy mm. up in front of my face, and I was just like, "Oh, that's that's cool," but I didn't, I didn't have any good feelings anymore. Mm. And so I'm walking down the ramp at Sox Park and all these like idiots are screaming, go Cubs, go. And I was like, I don't <laughs> belong with these people anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not my thing. And, you know, I've been, I've been to several White Sox games in my time and it wasn't that I had an issue with them. You're just taught that those are your rivals. Um, because I've been watching baseball since I was a baby. Like it's in my baby book. Crystal loves to do the seventh inning stretch with her Aunt Jill. And I was like a year and a half. So baseball's always like been in my blood. And I just, I had to jump ship because the Cubs were just rotten to their core. And now that we have another rotten player, I'm still sending out plenty of money to domestic violence organizations. But I at least feel better knowing that my money isn't going to like the Republican party that's trying to strip rights away from everybody. So, you know, that's where I'm at. So for some reason I'm here and I decided to join this site. And now at least I get paid to watch terrible baseball. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You happen to catch like the one time uh, the Cubs actually took that silly cup it seems like it hasn't happened very often and you just happen to be there on your wedding night um not to get too into the weeds and dante will definitely get to you but crystal follow up here obviously as you just intimated um it's sort of starting to smell a little bit the same on the south side now obviously things are a little different and i think you've already explained one big difference between the two teams but um i imagine there's at least a little bit of a of a a pain in the stomach when you think about the fact when you, when you're rooting for this team this year. And obviously if you layer too much more of this nonsense, you're going to find yourself back in the same, we'll, we'll lose you to the East coast for good or whatever. Um, <laughs> let's hope that, you know, obviously this is, we can only pray this is a one and done. If even a one, let's hope it's a fraction of a one, but um, this is, this is, it can't be a heartening trend for you. Given the fact that what, what drove you in addition to Billy, well done, Billy. Uh, you know, just making making the the logical case. Obviously, it's, it's just logic. Uh, but he made it well enough and and unromantically. Um, but I mean, uh, you know, at some point you could see this not ending well, too. Yeah, um, it it's always going to be like a punch in the gut when there's yeah. a really awful person on your team that you're supposed to you know root for, and I. I've got his days like twice now that I've had coverage on redacted. Um, and it's not fun to watch him. Like I find myself hoping he just gets shelled in the first inning and loses the game. Like, and you're not supposed to feel that way as a fan of this team, but like that is my level of just disrespect for this, this person, this creature um, so yeah, it is a punch in the gut that I went from a team with horrible abusers and horrible owners to a team with horrible owners and now an abuser. It's just like this full circle moment of why do I watch this sport mm-hmm. that hurts my feelings all the yeah. time? Yeah. In your blood, that is really the only excuse, excuse you have right now for watching, you know, 
really either side of town. I know the Cubs are on a slide upswing and whatever, and Dante don't even get into it. Um, the thing that makes that it, it me uh, hurts my soul to see just the regularly little tweeted out little clips of the post game conversation, um, the normalizing of that kind of guy. It it does it does kill you because you know, and I mean that's why we've taken such an extreme. I doesn't seem extreme to me, but okay. In the context of sports media today, it's an ex, it's an extreme move to not cover. If I was on the beat, I would be not talking to him. Uh, I would be, I mean, you can't make absolutes and you do have to do your job, but I would be avoiding it noticeably because then who talks to me based on that? It gives me a little bit of background. It gives me a little information. And and I make those alliances based on who is more willing to talk to me based on how they see my behavior. Anyhow. Well, uh, to be fair, he doesn't seem to want to talk to anybody anyway. That's true. (laughs) Just wants to fight. Uh, Yeah. God, what an um, well, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, the the. Uh, all right, Dante, rescue me because yeah, we we we've hit the dead end here a little bit. I want to know. Um, I do want to know because uh, you're outspoken as well, and you are as 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 a, a younger fan, certainly younger fan than me. But uh, you've you've caught up to me in cynicism. So, uh, you know, where are you at? Uh, why are you doing this? Um, talk to me a little about where you're at with this this team and why we're talking right now here tonight. Well, as you guys know, because I've written a whole article about it, my grandmother's the reason I love the White Sox, like the biggest reason. And I remember 2005. I wish I still had my shirt from 2005 back when I was a little kid. And I just love this sport. And every single year I get deeper and deeper and more invested mm-hmm. in other teams in the White Sox because, my God, this team is a garbage fire right now. <laughs> like, I wish it wasn't because yeah. the White Sox are my team. Like everyone said before, I'm not quitting the White Sox as much as I would love to quit them. I've considered it. The second they signed that man, I considered quitting them. And that was just because I didn't like him as a picture. And then yeah. everything else came out. And yeah. I was like – like, for example, I usually, during the summer, I usually wear my White Sox hat. And now I don't wear it on days. I don't wear any White Sox merch on days that that person's starting because I don't want any connection to that person. But, like, I love this sport. It is my favorite sport. I have moments of, like, feeling depressed when I'm not able to watch baseball. Like, I've had issues at work because I want to, like, I'd rather be anywhere I'd rather be at a ballpark or in front of a TV watching four games at the same time. <laughs> so I love this sport. But the White Sox are doing everything they can to take that love and spread it across the league. There's an issue where I've been to Wrigley more twice and I've been to the sale once. Technically for mm-hmm. two games, but like I don't want like the White Sox don't give me enough reasons to show up to see them. So I show up, show up to other stadiums to see who's pitching that day. I might go to Wrigley Sunday. I might go to, I might go out to Milwaukee Sunday. I don't know. I might just stay at home and watch everything on TV. But <laughs> I'm here because of just nostalgic love. Because like you said earlier, Brett, there was a time where being a White Sox fan was more about pride and not about how good we are. And, you know, when I was at the game, I was at the doubleheader Tuesday, and we had fans chanting at Jake Cave and 
Nick Castellanos about the fact that they didn't win World Series rings last year. And all I wanted to say was, but they got there. They were in the playoffs. They paid the wild card. Did the White Sox do any of the above? No. So why That's are weak. you trying to chat, like try to chastise players for winning, just not winning the biggest one, when you can't even get to the party to even, like you didn't even get, you got bounced at the door. Oh, you didn't even get bounced at the door. You came up to the door, decided, eh, I don't think so, and turned around because the Guardians decided that they were better. The Twins are definitely, like the, the way the Twins are looking, they're better right now this year. The Tigers have a better record than the White Sox. And if I remember, <laughs> the White Sox have won, what, two in a row this year? That's the most they've won in a row? No, they have no winning streak yet, no, Dante. No streak. We have no winning streaks. Okay, I, okay. And the Tigers had a, what, four or five game winning streak? Yeah, yeah. And at least the Royals have, like, okay, the Royals are the Royals. So, <laughs> yeah. you, know, I, you don't have to go that far. We don't talk about all four of the teams the main, the I can't toss the main water, but, you know. There's a like the White Sox have been my team forever. They have always been the team I love, and to see them act like this, signing people like this, and said person being signed, playing a Kanye West song, which is already bad enough, but then the song he picks as his song for when it's coming into games, like mm-hmm. as you said, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and we're and we're supposed to applaud because now the, this last game he had a difference and so clearly it's not his own accord he doesn't care somebody at the White Sox said hey you can't you know, don't do that so we're supposed to be happy that it only happened once and it could still happen again I expect it to happen again because mm-hmm. look at this team and like we've said it in the slack but who would look depressing sometimes out there I've so I've sent y'all the photo the video of the crowd Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a Tuesday night and it's not warm, but I went to Tuesday night last week for the other team and the stadium was packed. Yeah, it was warmer, but also it's early season on a weekday that everybody works and they can fill the stadium up. Why can't you? Yeah. But I'll make, yeah, I'll make, cool. I'll make fun of Cubs fans for, you know, they're just going there for the party or whatever, but no, oh, yeah, 30,000 people. It's not everybody who's doing that. Yes. There are people showing up yeah. to watch baseball and we're hardcore baseball fans. So, I mean, we ain't getting that. My friend Malachi has said it before, but Wrigley is a really fun place to watch baseball. And sometimes the sale feels lifeless. Wrigley's becoming less fun because they got, <laughs> I think you just had that sports experience. Sports. Yeah. Like, Really's having the you like could have taken a nap, <laughs> but you know, it feels like a baseball stadium to watch baseball while the sale, like, sometimes feels like mm-hmm. Jerry Reinstorf's child mm-hmm. better than the UC because at least it has cup holders, but yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and and you know, shout out again to Malachi. He's pointing out that now he's you know, he's 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 right next door to Sox Park, and he's been to two other parks now, and he hasn't even been to the uh, Sox Park yet. So there's, you know, these stories. This isn't a coincidence. You guys aren't especially hard on the White Sox. No, this is this is happening with a lot of fans, and apparently it hasn't moved them. Granted, we're just you know twenty games or whatever in the season, but hasn't hasn't quite moved them yet. Um, all right, I'll circle around, and you know my my story is, of course, similar to you know all of yours to some degree. And Crystal certainly has made up um, for uh, lack of duration with passion. So I mean, she's caught right up to the rest of us 
as well. Uh, you know, for me, it, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a 45 year habit. Um, you know, what, what, what can I do? Um, you know, you're born into it. Uh, oftentimes, at least in my case, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a father's guidance. In Dante's case, it's, uh, it, it's grandmother. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's, that's how you learn about baseball. Um, unless there's a reason to leave, as, as Crystal's explained, unless there is a real clear reason to leave, you don't necessarily do that. Uh, I went to school for some reason in Texas. I suppose I could have jumped, especially at the time I was in school when the White Sox were holding up the state of Illinois <laughs> for a free stadium or else they were going to go to Florida. And frankly, at the time, not that I was going to be, uh, I wasn't going on on dates with the, the Rangers, but uh, I mean, my attitude as, as we discussed earlier uh, among the group uh, was Psh, get out of here. And if the White Sox became the Florida Sox or whatever they were supposed to be called, uh, Florida White Sox, Florida Sun Sox. It was some weird thing they were going to do. Uh, I would not, my fandom would not have carried down to Florida for God's sake. Certainly at the time would have thought, what kind of clown lives in Florida? Uh, okay. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's a habit. And, and, and at that time, my fandom dimmed. The team was bad at the time. Of course, they came rallying back in 1990 with the, uh, with, with a real young core that made a real surprise run at a division title. At, Drew me back in for sure. And of course, saying goodbye to Comiskey Park. <laughs> Sad that that brings you back. Having to say goodbye to a park that shouldn't have been uh, ever, ever departed this earth. But uh, I would have, I would have just, maybe I wouldn't have become a fan of something else. Maybe I wouldn't have become a Brewers fan. It definitely, of course, wouldn't have been Cubs. Uh, but, you know, I maybe just would have, I, I, maybe unlike Dante, I would have, I would have said that maybe my baseball fandom would have, would have dimmed. You know, I don't know. Maybe I would have found another sport or, I don't know, found something else to do with all of this time. Hey, wait, that sort of sounds like a good idea. Uh-oh, I did it to myself. <laughs> I thought the staff was going to quit on me, and now I've just decided to um, resign. All right, before break, um, let's, let's I guess, let's address the team a little bit. I mean, uh, part of me wanting to talk in this, I don't know, a little higher level way, or I just take a little different turn is because every week we end up talking about this team being lousy, this team not having even had a winning streak. If you can even call two games in a row a winning streak, I guess technically that's a winning streak. Not even having a winning streak, haven't won a series. The 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 schedule's been tough. It hasn't been it's not killer. Uh a lot of games Brett, on the, the road. Okay. It has been a mid schedule. All right. You know, it's not my generation, but yes, mid. Absolutely mid. Uh, But yeah, um, uh, we're going to get, I'm going to force some, uh, we're going to have a good vibe segment. I'm going to force that out of you so we don't have to get into that yet. We can still be um, tough on this team, but (sighs) let's do a thing like we do sometimes. Let's just talk about where you're at and how you're feeling about the team. Beyond this heavier emotional burden we're all carrying, um, just what you've seen. Crystal clearly seen an awful lot. Uh, Dante, up close and personal, got to see a couple. Uh, I'm not sure if his memory is hazy because of the whole frostbite and all that stuff. Uh, Melissa's seen a game, taking the big hoof up there. Uh, not necessarily see the team, but to get the giveaway, which is a wise strategy this year. Um, just... Where's everybody at with the team? Again, another weekend of the season and not much is looking like it's going to change. So I'll admit I'm going to see the White Sox at least twice this year, mm-hmm. but at different ballparks. <laughs> okay. I That's how I feel about giving yeah. any money right now. Like I'm not yeah. buying any White Sox stuff. I 
very kindly told the ticket rep that I was not interested in purchasing any tickets while someone's on the team. And I am going to drive to Cincinnati and I am going to fly to New York. And um, that's the only time I'll see them. And who knows what shirt I'll be wearing at City Field when I do see them. I'm so frustrated I am right now. Although I might see them twice that series, but still, I am just so mad at this team because they're just so they're they're just not fun right now you know we've been through seasons where they might have not been great but at least they were having fun Mm -hmm. I know Jose Brayu was a big part of that having fun thing Mm -hmm. he seemed like the one to keep the morale up and he's gone the players are bad everybody's already injured um it's just not not a good time right now yeah and, and, and Crystal, you've, you've already referred to, it, so I don't feel like I'm putting you on the spot to do it. And listen, I admit, I felt, I am, well, tickled by the idea is the wrong way to put it because this is not something any of us want to be doing uh, for this reason, for our team's reason. But I admit, I slept right through the last uh, redacted start and I, I didn't do what I said I was going to do. But, uh, I believe each one of his starts, you and, uh, our, our ex colleague, uh, Colleen, uh, make a decision. And I like the fact that you loop, um, Rick Khan into it as well. Uh, you care to share that? Yeah, of course. I So Colleen Sullivan and I have both been doing this for every one of his starts where we will donate. We both started lo- like locally. So she started in Illinois and I did one that is very close to my heart that I work with a lot anyway. And then there's also the hotline.org. You can go donate there. Um, but we have been donating. It, for me, it's just 20. Colleen does a lot more. So I applaud her for that. Um, but we donate to domestic violence organizations across the country and we have been addressing them to Rick Hahn because it'll ask, you know, where would you like to send this or would you like to honor someone or a note? You want to leave that. So, um, we have been putting either 35th and Shields or, you know, the email address that ideally goes to him and, you know, the office numbers and like anything that could possibly get back to Rick Hahn, even if it's just via an assistant. Um, he'll know and it, you know, the postcard or the letter will say, you know, this is because Redacted is still on the team. Last time I put grow a spine and drop the guy, you know, drop the abuser um, because I'm fed up, you know, and I don't make as much money as, you know, the, the men folk do where the baseball players do. Um, so the fact that I'm still donating after every single start because he's still on the team should speak volumes. And maybe one day the front office will be like, oh, hey, we're alienating every single female fan. Well, uh, if you're applying the most basic logic, I can assure you, I mean, directly assure you, yes, they are arriving directly to him. There is no, there is no screen. So, uh, which is good. And listen, we do a lot of, uh, we do a lot of applause here. We do a lot of wailing and, and weeping and joking. Uh, but even for all the applause and the kudos, I love all the work people, uh, do on our site. It's, it's stellar stuff, whether it's a podcast, there's opinion, it's coverage. I hope I share that very frequently on these podcasts and certainly within our group, but I cannot think of more significant work than what you and Colleen are doing. 
Well done. It's incredible. Again, I, I hate to use a, a nice word associated with it because it's not something we ever wanted to have to do for this reason. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you and her are doing it. I am going to join in as well. So Rick is going to, that box is going to get fuller and I, fuller, I, which I, is how it needs to work. Um, I just wish we'd stop doing these things because I'm sick of writing about the hard subjects mm-hmm. on this site and spending all of my well-earned money mm-hmm. because they've employed this, this jackass. Yeah. You know, we're not supposed to, not that we have, we're not supposed to forget about the Brian Ball story or the West Helms story because there's just a new one taking over, taking the top spot. You know, um, unfortunately there is like a, a chock full of top 40 here and we do, we do, Crystal does, our staff, we do remember them all. I mean, we can only keep one on the top spot any one time, but no, that we're not... <laughs> We're cleverer than just letting the other things go to dust. That's for sure. We're not even going to let Daryl Boston slide. No, we're not going to let Daryl Boston slide. Sorry, Debo. (sighs) He's still a coach on this team. Uh, Okay. You said sorry. It's it's not sorry, Debo. It's leave. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm doing my best not to be a cursor on here, but I just want him gone. Like, yeah. he should have been gone years ago. And the fact that, like, Pedro didn't send him away kind of makes me feel like, as we all know, probably, Pedro ain't pulling all the strings right, right there. But again, the first based coach, okay, I'm, I, if, okay, it's Harold Baines. Harold, no offense to Harold Baines. Harold Baines is a, is a, is a, is a, is a sweet man. He's a Hall of Famer. I don't think he necessarily adds much as a hitting coach, which he's played that role as a first base coach, as a bench coach, other than to sort of ride to the games with Ozzy, which probably is helpful because it keeps him from driving up the road and having a heart attack or whatever. But okay, on the field, not a lot there. But okay, if Harold Baines was in uniform for the rest of his life, and thank God you are healthy, Harold, stay healthy. Um, okay. Makes sense. He's got a statue. Daryl Boston. <laughs> Failed White Sox prospect, Daryl Boston, lifetime uniform personnel for the team. Melissa, Dante, where are you at? Um, if I'm looking with my eyes and watching the games, and I unfortunately am every single, I, I do every single game, um, except on the weekends. On the weekends, I kind of, I do other things. But um, during the week anyway, it's just, it's it's getting harder and harder to like find the good spots. I mean, and then there are some. So, you know, we have to mention Jake Berger. Like not not only has he been, doing it on the field, but the dude is just an awesome guy. Like he just, you, if you listen to him, like Chuck Garfine had an interview with him the other day, like he is just genuine people. And so, you know, you, I try to like hang on to those people and root for them, but it's like, we have to really dig <laughs> in this roster to find the Jake Burgers. And I mean, the Gavin Sheets, maybe, you know, like he seems like a pretty likable guy as well. And he's been, you know, hitting well and fortunately can't really find a place in the lineup for him every day. But um, it's, it's just frustrating to really have to search and, try to find things to be excited about because 
we we've been hyped for this for so long and it's just like a, a film on repeat. Um, but yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break. Dante, I'm going to give you the floor when we come back. We sort of started to trickle into good vibes here and that's going to be our, our very, our briefer second half. Uh, I'm sorry. I know you want to hear us talk for two hours, but I, as we get to good news, you know, you know, it's going to, this podcast is going to wind down quicker than two hours. We'll take a quick break and lead off with Dante, and he's going to give us his assessment of where he's at. Talk about going to a doubleheader in 30 degree or whatever weather, and then we'll see if uh, he can lead us off with some sort of good vibe at the moment. Uh, stick with us because you want to stick around. I mean, you've suffered with us. We just we just crawled through some glass here for a half hour, so stick with us. Uh, there's the sun is going to come out or something. Okay, hold on. We'll be back. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. White Sox fans, I am the loquacious and often nonsensical host of the Sox Populi podcast. It's 143. I've titled it. Don't know what the titles are going to be. At the, the working title right now is why are we doing this? We covered that to some degree. And there actually was some good things that spun out of that. And of course, it, it all is good at, at the core. It's our lifetime fandom or it's our passion for the team or it's having a it, it, it's it's picking a, a, a suave and dashing and handsome and intelligent uh, husband who um, influences those decisions. Uh, all that stuff is wonderful. So, I mean, there's good stuff in the hard portion of our podcast. Uh, we are going to sag a little bit here or pretty soon, I think, into a good vibe segment again. Jackie Cresto, we're, we're thinking of you. Uh, uh, we are, we're going to, I think we're going to keep doing the good vibes segment until you come back and then just provide us the good vibes, but hang in there. Want you back soon. Uh, Dante, you are promised the floor. Uh, first of all, I'm not going to get good vibes from you. I want to know what you, what I want to know the assessment that you had of sitting through most of 18 innings of baseball uh, on the day you did, <laughs> I know it was a great value. So you, you did good and you had plenty of elbow room. So that's good. But, uh, just talk to me about that. <laughs> Man, you know, 16 and a half innings of baseball would be beautiful if the weather was beautiful and it was yeah. not the White Sox versus the Bryce Walker list <laughs> Phillies. But, Ooh, that was miserable at times. I was shivering in the bathroom sometimes. Like it was not, it was not fun. And I was telling everybody the reason I was staying was because for the second one was Gio was throwing a no hitter, and then he get he leaves the game. K 
Kendall Graveman throws a no-hit inning. And then I hear the Aaron Bummer theme song. I'm like, that's it. That's time. Mm -hmm. That's time to leave this building. Mm -hmm. And before I could even leave my seat, he gives up a hit. (laughs) That summarizes the last year and a half, well, year and a month, not even a full month of White Sox baseball. Yeah, it would have been nice if you had actually got to the parking lot with still no hits on the board, you know, which you wouldn't have done, I guess, of course. But, uh, you know, they said, yeah, I sort of saw a no hitter. But mm-hmm. didn't, didn't yeah, it would have been great. But, you know, they won a game. They lost a game. It was freezing cold. No one was there. The kids in front of me were celebrating 420 a couple of days early, all the fun stuff. <laughs> so, like, it was – uh, it was a white size game in a season in which no one cares. Yeah, None, like fans don't care nearly as much as they did last year. Because at least and it's, it's like, mid-April and we're talking it's, this it's, way. It's mid-April and people do not care about this team. Yeah, like me and my father were talking about the Cubs fan he is, and he was like, I he was like, I don't understand why the Cubs were are so much more popular than the White Sox. Like he, he legit just didn't understand. He wondered if the we were talking about just wondering if the White Sox ever beat the Cubs in attendance. And like Come on, Pops. Come on. Exactly. I was like, I don't think so. And then I checked, I was like, nah, the yeah. Cubs Come on, have Pops. more fans. Like he was trying to throw me a bone and I appreciate it. But like I was just like, yeah, I'm beyond that. I'm twenty six, ten or twenty seven next month. I don't need that. <laughs> but it was I got to see my boy Giolito. I've been a Giolito truther since 2018 when he was the worst starter in baseball. Mm-hmm. So, you know, nice to see him do good. Lance Lynn is very concerning. We've talked about this bullpen. For a super pin, it's super something that I won't say right now. But <laughs> let's dive into some good vibes. <laughs> yeah. Take take us right into the good vibes, Dante. All right, let's do this. <laughs> um, as we've all seen by now, I'm sure. Um, Liam Hendricks has been declared cancer-free. And like I said earlier, I almost teared up. I'm almost tearing up now because Liam Hendricks is one of the things I look forward to with the White Sox. Like, I love that guy. He is a great person. He is a great player. He is just the embodiment of somebody that you want on your team from what he, how he feels about the clubhouse. The fact that he'll say the truth and won't just BS around it. The fact that he will come out here, and if you're someone like the Ricketts, someone that's that type of person, he'll call you out on your BS, Mm. on trying to take away rights for women, trying to take rights for people of color, and trying to act as if it's nothing. So it's great that he is cancer-free. I know a lot of people are clamoring for him to be back on the South Side soon. We'll see what happens with that. If he comes back, Cool, great comeback mm-hmm. story. Even if he gets blown up every game, I don't care because we need something to balance out the vibes with the other yeah. with the starting version. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we'll take those good vibes too. Yeah, Tim's yeah. looking like he'll be back sooner than later, so good vibes there. Um, I know a lot of White Sox fans have grown tired of him because they get annoyed with his cryptic tweets or whatever. But this team doesn't go well, Tim Anderson. So, shut yeah. up. Do what yeah. follow him on Twitter and expect him to come back hopefully batting three fifteen like he usually does. So yeah. good vibes there. And also there's always good vibes when I'm with you people. Oh yeah. Look at that. It brings it right home. Whew. Now I'm gonna tear up. Whew. 
Uh, okay, um, Melissa, you teased your good vibes, so I'm going to let you pause in case you want to extrapolate more on uh, Burgatron or whatever, but I'm going to shoot it over to Crystal and... Well, Crystal, you're taking on a lot of coverage, so it's got to be something that you got to have a good vibe about. Obviously, uh, Dante, you know, you didn't want to bury the lead, so we, you know, we covered the real big one uh, here today. So, uh, well done, Liam. Can't wait to see you back. I'm going to know all your teammates are looking forward to seeing you as a presence there in the clubhouse. Uh, Crystal, what you got? Well, I mean, obviously, with Dante, Liam beating cancer is wonderful. This is one that is is way too close to home for me as is. So seeing him beat it and the other person I love beat it was great like that. That feels good. Um, but honestly, you know, you said I've got a ton of coverage. I'm doing 5 million things during this podcast. I am writing a note <laughs> visiting about to submit to you. Um, but that has been a ton of fun so far. We're I'm seven episodes in. I've got to talk to a lot of really cool people. I have a lot of really cool people will be on and are interested. And it's just really fun to hear what other teams are doing that are actually good. Um, Like this Rays one coming up kind of hurt because they're Mm. three. Um, But it's fun just to, just to chat and virtually meet people and, expand our readership and mm-hmm. maybe bring people over to them too. So that's yeah. kind of my bright spot in an otherwise dim season. Yeah. Well done. Again, I've told the story already in the podcast where I was just like, you know what you should do uh, more again. And that's just how I talk to everybody on staff. You should do more. So do it. Uh, but no, I, I, I think the way I presented was, Hey, you know, maybe we do a couple of podcasts like this a week and maybe you do one of them and I do one of them, but then guess what? We were doubling on podcasts like this and it's mid April. And we're already like, okay, or I am, I maybe I'll, maybe you all had, maybe Melissa had her uh, 10 pages of stats and she was ready to just uh, crush me with them. But I mean, I, I don't <laughs> want to do these traditional, I mean, when, when, when <laughs> the team takes off, it's going to be great to do these weekly or even more than uh, once a week. But right now we, we needed some other kind of oxygen and your idea to talk to other teams. I mean, I, it dovetails. It's just a perfect idea. It dovetails with a lot of our, our needs and interests and hopefully our, our listenership's interests as well. Um, so it's just a perfect spot. Very well done. I'm glad you're enjoying it because if you didn't, well, okay, then peter out like other things have on our site. And, you know, that'd be a bummer, but then we'd just be doing, we'd just be bludgeoning people with White Sox stuff and I don't think anybody, I, I don't want this and I'm, you know, we're all doing this site and I don't want it. So I can't imagine people out there really. This, really this was to. my plan to actually overthrow you. Okay. And now that you've said August, I'm just thinking, well, guys. Okay. All right. Yeah. Plot it out. Yeah. Plot it out. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Mystery afoot. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Let's uh, bring it back to uh, Melissa. She may refer to some of those 10 pages of notes. I don't know. Uh, you, you did throw us um, some, some burger uh, action. And, and listen, it is uh, no argument. He's a great story. I uh, wish he was a better fit with the White Sox or in the major leagues. But, hey, you hit like – your mean did there for like a brief five days or whatever that was a month. Um, you're going to find a spot because the white Sox just aren't that good. They can't afford to say, sorry, Jake, you got to sit. Cause we just got to get this other guy out to play who is hitting below the Mendoza line. So, uh, other things. Melissa? I know you've been, I know you've been struggling as it is, but, uh, other, other things. Um, 
So from a team standpoint, I have appreciated um, Raylo and how he has performed in the opportunities that, that he has been given. And I know that, you know, there was a couple of times that he struggled, but for the most part, I think he's really shown up. And that has to be, I mean, like one of the highest pressure mm-hmm. situations on a team. And he is really, I think, done a good job and he just seems like a good dude too. And he's going into his walk year. And so just for him, I, I really hope that he continues to do well and hopefully can earn himself a good contract with, you know, a winning team or something like that um, would be good. <laughs> would be good for him. I would be happy for him. Um, D- deliver yourself, Ronaldo, deliver yourself. <laughs> um, and, but from a, per, a, a personal part, like, just being able to really share the experience with my teenage son of watching games together and stuff like he's really into it now. And so even when this team is bad, just being together and and talking about the good and the bad um, has been really fun for me this year, you know, kicking it off with going to spring training and that got us all excited. Maybe I should never do that again. (laughs) It just provided way too much hope. Um, It just got us really excited. Um, But I I mean, I think having a special someone to, to share the experience with um, the good, bad and ugly has been really fun for me this year. So. Yeah, I mean, he's getting a hard dose, but we've all, I mean, it's the nature of sports fandom. Let's face it. You could be, you can be a Yankees fan. I don't know why you would be, but you could be a Yankees fan. And there, there are parched times. Uh, you know, we've, we've all been through them. Um, you know, again, Dante, uh, uh, you know, the, the youngest fan here and, and he's, unfortunately, Dante, you've had a big chunk of your fandom. It's been taken up with this horrifying, uh, rebuild, but we've all been through it. And, and Crystal, you know, even with the, even back with the Cubs, Yay. that's the way it is. Yeah. 2005, right. I, I think I, I had a t-shirt once. Um, so yeah, I mean, so, you know, Sage, sorry, but you know, there, there have to be better times ahead because all of the, all of this is, is cyclical. If you can stick it out long enough, maybe you'll live to see World Series. I think that's when he was on the podcast. I think I sort of said that. I said, Sage, I think you got a good shot. Yeah. He, maybe he not me, but you got it. a good shot. <laughs> But I mean, like most of us, like the eighties were terrible. Like Brett, you and I were young in the eighties. I mean, other than the 83, the eighties were terrible. So, I mean, it's, yeah. 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 Uh, Raylo, if I recall uh, from the zooms in 2020, he, his daughter would always interrupt him. He has an adorable daughter. So that's just another reason I want to, because he would let her close enough that, you know, that she'd always manage to to crash it and, and do something cute. And he seemed like a very sweet father. Also, I'm very excited to be a father. So that's always nice to see as well. Uh, I'll throw in, uh, uh, don't know why I'm not usually a minor leagues guy, but there is a little bit of excitement on the farm. We got, we got my guy, Lloyd, uh, my, 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 my Cuban brother, Lloyd L. Chappelle Jr. Who is lighting it up. That's just exciting to see a guy, even if this is going to be for two weeks, doing what he's doing is you know, I mean, this is Lenin Sosa at a lower level and at a time Lenin Sosa wasn't even doing it. Um, or even Jose Rodriguez struggled a bit. Uh, Charlotte is playing actually sort of okay. And Rick Hahn seems to be, I mean, these are like sort of like half-ass arms, but he's bringing in arms. He's actually, I think they got rid of Ricardo Sanchez. Today. They're, they're actually like cycling through guys like to sort of audition for, I presume, hey, you might be needed on the big, big club, which I think is what a GM is supposed to do. So I'm glad that unlike last year, when we were smack dab in the middle of the contention window, 
I guess too late, but uh, I mean, you know, who knows if this team actually wakes up, there might be reinforcements like Davis Martin. Uh, even Jesse Schultons uh, is pitching really well down at Charlotte. Just seeing Charlotte play well at all on the hitting side, Berger hit his way up uh, to the White Sox. Uh, uh, Lenin Sosa hit his way up to the White Sox. Um, Zach Remillard could be the first baseman of Andrew, if Andrew Vaughn decides that his back just can't take the stress of a 30 game stretch of the season. So, uh, it is sort of fun to see, you know, the White Sox system is not great. The records are still probably not going to be great this year, but the fact that there are any bright spots at all, um, and there's always somebody, there's what, a hundred and, you know, 50 players at any given time. So there's going to be somebody, but the idea that there's, you know, actually multiples early on, um, is something that allows me not to have to pay attention to the, the 4A team that is playing at Sox Park right now. But let's hope they're not a 4A team all season. We have five and a half months. It can get worse. It could get better. We don't really know what it's going to be. I think we all have that, I dare say, sinking feeling that tells us what we think it's going to be or it's likely going to be. But the White Sox have tricked us before. So who knows? Maybe this year uh, the trick-or-treat is actually going to be something good. It's not going to be a soft apple. It's not going to be a toothbrush. It might be that full-size candy bar that we all lived for when we were trick-or-treating. Come on, White Sox. Full-size candy bar. It's not a lot to ask. Uh, Crystal, um, okay, I I have no idea why that story isn't already on my desk. And she's going to tell me now. Uh, yeah, it is, dummy. Uh, so please get to it and the other 68 things you have to do before uh, the clock strikes midnight. Uh, Melissa, stay busy. Dante. Stay busy. Uh, warm up. I hope the feeling in all 10 fingers is there and you haven't contracted uh, Raynos or some other uh, type of disorder that is permanently taking some of the feelings out of your fingers. It took about three hours for the fingers to get somewhat okay. warm. Okay. Well, come on. You're tough. That's easy. That's I, football weather. I do want to announce, um, this is obviously, again, wrong team, but to celebrate the holiday that is today, Cody Bellinger <laughs> a home run exactly 420 feet. Ah, okay. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Does more. James Altman then did the same thing in the same game. <laughs> I only saw the Cody Bellinger one. Okay. Well, okay. Well, um, um, well, I guess for Bleed Cubby, Cubby Blue, uh, I'm Brett Valentini winding up this uh, podcast. Hey, way to go, Cubs. You're doing something. I don't think I would ever have wanted to say that in a public forum. But, hey, look what you've done to me, White Sox. You're doing it to all of us. Uh, please stop doing it to us. So in a week, we can actually talk about your team and the players on your team in great detail, maybe even sometimes in a complimentary way. All right, for Sox Populi, I'm Brett Ballantini. Uh, we will have another podcast probably roughly a week from now. Stay tuned to Visiting Dugout. I believe it probably is already on the playlist, so... If you haven't listened to it, certainly pause by now and go back and listen to it. What are you doing? Listen to Visiting Dugout. What are you listening to me for? This is ridiculous. I, okay, all right. You're here for Crystal. That's my, all right. I, 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 I solved the puzzle. I solved the puzzle already. See, look how clever I am. Okay, thanks everybody for being with us. Uh, we'll catch you in a week or so, or unless something good or really bad happens. Okay, bye-bye.